0: You know what? One thing about you, you're consistent. I mean, you've been fired from everywhere, to
1: <laughs> everywhere, everywhere. Consistency. Yeah. I always joke. We're actually, impressive. The most consistent human being you will ever meet. The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
0: It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen, and the big sis you didn't ask for, but need. Welcome to almost adulting. Almost adulting. Almost adulting. Are you ready? Hello, besties, and welcome to a brand new Almost Adulting, the largest self-love podcast and movement, your number one destination for personal growth and mental health. I'm your big sister and your host, Violetta. Today, my special guest is no other than Jackie Schimmel. You know her from Bitch Bible. Today's episode, I'm actually doing this quick recording before you get to listen to the hilarious interview with Jackie, is because... It was originally recorded beginning of the year, maybe middle of the year, but we didn't have a chance to air the episode until right now. So you will get to sit back, laugh your ass off, and enjoy a little banter between two Jewish ladies. <laughs> One of them being pregnant, as usual, not me, uh, Jackie, who now has her child. She gave birth, But on this episode, she is still pregnant and hating her life. So let's take it back to the middle of the year (laughs) and enjoy listening to today's almost adulting episode. And if you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to give her podcast a listen, to follow her and to give me five star review on the podcast app on Apple if you really love me. Okay, love you. Enjoy. Today, we have a wonderful guest. She's also pregnant. Can I say that? Yes. Right. Public information, guys. She is best known for her incredible podcast. I mean, one of the things I know her for, obviously, do a lot of other things as well. Mostly just that. <laughs> well, Bitch <laughs> Bible, she is the OG, and I'm so thankful to have her on today. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Since I talk about often about my daddy issues mm-hmm. daddy stuff, I, I remember that I heard you speaking about your mother. And I yeah. remember that you did a podcast with her too. So do you mind kind of starting off just really quick, just diving into everything and, I mean, and talking about the impact that she had on your life and how she supported you throughout everything
1: you've done? I think that both of my parents gave me kind of a, like an in, over indulgence of self-esteem. So because of that, I don't really uh, have like a lot of, I would say I I don't have like a lot of lingering trepidations about saying how I feel all the time and like the ramifications publicly because I was very, uh, hugged as a child, as they say.
0: They say that? (laughs) I say that. Um,
1: I was the opposite. I wasn't hugged until I was 24. Okay, so yeah, I mean, that's not great, but it's okay. no, no, no. Listen, we all have our shit, but I think my foundation was pretty rock solid and I got a lot away with a lot. And uh, my parents both had really great senses of humor and I could kind of say whatever the fuck I wanted and was very celebrated for such. So that has helped me. In
0: my I think life. that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I think that's amazing. I think everyone in general should be celebrated just saying whatever the F they want to say.
1: I mean, to a certain degree, I think so. But like, I think intention is everything. I don't, I don't actively try to piss people off. I just try to be like super transparent. Yeah. And I was raised in a household where I was allowed to do that. So, and I kind of only really value like the people that I love and know personally and what they think about me because they are they know me. Yeah. So other than that, like if I want to go ham behind a microphone on a weekly basis and say whatever the fuck I want, like imagine living in a world where the worst things you've ever said is broadcasted for the masses, people who don't fucking know you. Like I mean, I'm yeah. cool with that. <laughs> like I'm chill with that. You know what I mean? It's literally our jobs. Yeah. yeah. And I don't definitely- give... Three-eighths of a fuck what Wendy from Wichita has to say about my latest episode. Like, don't listen. It's a voluntary Yeah, you know, we were just
0: talking about it before we started is that sometimes— Like, I love expressing myself in any type of way. Sometimes it's through my clothes, the things I say, or my hair. I'm constantly changing. And I love it when the most random people be like, hey, by the way, I don't like your hair. Hey, just I don't like when you do like that. And you're like, did I ask you? Or, you know, I don't, you know what? I don't agree with
1: that. The internet's so super weird. And I like feel like I have very clear optics on it that it's not real. Yeah. It literally doesn't matter. It's like a stratosphere of bullshit. You know what I mean? And you really can't put that much weight on it and yeah. on strangers. Like how inefficient and Well, I think it's it
0: comes from, I wish people, as much as everyone talks about mental health, mm. I wish people actually understood and dive deeper into mental health. And obviously that's the main thing of my podcast, what I try to get into because I didn't grow up with a lot of things. Yeah. And that's why it made me so curious about it and do research and get into this. But yeah. I think the problem is, People talk about mental health, but they only refer to—they think of their own mental health, and they don't actually think of the fact that when you are writing whatever you are writing to strangers, you're projecting. It's coming from your own insecurities, from your own fears, from wanting to be heard, from wanting to be seen. It's
1: from a very bothered place.
0: But it's never—it's nothing to do with you. If I'm going on your page—
1: And I'm being like, I fucking hate you. By the way, I love that shit. (laughs) I fucking love it. Nothing makes me happier. Now I'm pregnant, so I can't do this. But like on a Friday night, because I'm so truly removed from it, I have a couple martinis and I get weird in those DMs and I will troll your page and I will find something personal and I will respond. (laughs) And it means- nothing to me
0: you're like your grandma doesn't love
1: you by the way <laughs> <laughs> yeah like I'll go there and it means nothing because if you want to dance well dance people are like don't do that you're validating them I'm like no I'm not I'm just having a good time it's called like you know Friday
0: night fun so I mean is if someone comments on your ins- page yeah. being like I hate you cool For them it's not because I actually hate you then why <laughs> did you need to say that oh I was having a really bad day and I just needed to you just look like you're too happy and that upsets me because I'm not or you remind yeah. me of This girl that bullied me in third grade. Okay, great fucking deal. So, like, maybe get therapy. It's not my problem. I've responded before. I guess I try to respond nicer. Oh, yeah. But I've had my moments. I respond before. I'm like, I hope whatever you're going through, that you figure it out. And then people usually (laughs) be like, you know what? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I was having a bad day.
1: Okay. Okay, get a journal or phone a friend. Like, what's going on? No, but sometimes it's weird. I've had
0: moments I've been kind of in a bad mood. And then I saw something on my podcast Instagram, and I literally responded one time to this girl. I forgot what she said, and I responded saying, bitch, are you fucking stupid? See, that's my energy. I'm (laughs) into that. But then afterwards, my producer was like, hey, V, maybe you shouldn't respond like that because the next day I woke up and I'm like, oh, that was kind of mean. And I went back to actually delete it. And that girl, the poor girl, not only did she delete her comment, she blocked me because obviously... I think I you made her—I felt bad.
1: Okay, that's sweet, but it is par for the course at a certain point. Yeah. This is how the real world works, okay? You don't go up to a stranger at Galson's and be like, hey, fuck you, I hate your hair, and you, <laughs> get, you get decked. Like, that's how the world works. These little keyboard warriors, like, yeah, if you say something that's fucking out of line— yeah, you're going to be reprimanded in my space. You don't think it comes with the platform like we're supposed to – people like us are supposed to just take it or handle it Oh, better? no. Um, 100%. It totally comes with the territory. That's kind of why it doesn't bother me. But I'm down to tussle. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm i totally down to tussle. I don't consider myself, like, an internet person. I have a podcast. That's what I do. And I say a lot of crazy shit, so I'm totally open and susceptible to feedback and people hating it. That's fine with me. I'd rather— That's Awesome. I, I'm not talking about, you know— my skincare routine. I'm like screaming into a microphone saying that pregnant women are the new Al-Qaeda. So that's yeah, going to elicit- Which is so
0: true. It's- A hundred percent.
1: You have no idea. Yeah, terrorists. It's, they're the worst. They're the worst. <laughs> I'm kidding, but yeah. But- I'm not kidding. Where's my camera? I'm not fucking kidding. <laughs> the worst. I mean, I can't even believe it. It's it's made me an anti-feminist, the whole situation. I want a sex change. Wait, why? Okay. Why are um, pregnant women Al-Qaeda? Uh, I will tell you why pregnant women are terrorists. <laughs> This is going to be great for your show. The second you get pregnant, uh, there are two speeds of women. There are the women that will tell you that nothing else in the entire world matters and everything. Like, this, when you push that kid out of your vagina and you rip to your asshole, this is the first day of the rest of your life. Just wait. Those are the women. Just wait. Just wait. Like, cool. I've got nine months. I'm fucking waiting. Thank you. Right. And then there's the other ones that are the doomsdayers that tell you that your life is over. Yeah. And all in the spirit of women supporting women, there is no fucking in between. Yeah. So we're all just scaring each other and judging each other. And you can't have hot dogs because there's no nitrates. And you can't do this. And you shouldn't do that. And those pants are too tight. You're going to cut off circulation. The placenta, it, it goes on and on and on and on and on. And everyone needs to shut the fuck up. Yeah. So yes, that's my, that's my- I
0: agree. I mean, g- generally, I agree. I think it's with everything that you do. You, I mean, you can literally, it doesn't matter what you do in life. I, I can literally post me drinking water. And so I'm be like, are you fucking kidding me? There Plastic. are people, there are yeah. kids in Africa who don't have water and you're just enjoying that freely. Yeah. Are you joking? Do you understand that my friend's cousin's maid's dog drowned? I mean, I, yeah. I I didn't know the dog, but I've heard the story. And that's so traumatizing for me
1: To see water, yeah. Yeah. So, like, how dare you do that? Yeah. No, it's constant. <laughs> but when you're pregnant and you're sober and you're already, <laughs> like, kind of in a worse mood than you already are, the last thing you need is some bitch in a wide-brim hat named Jenna with a G telling you what you should and shouldn't be doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's a fucking enough. It's a wrap. Yeah.
0: I mean, it sucks. It's so crazy when you're pregnant. I mean, recently for my sister's birthday, yeah. I planned this whole special sushi dinner for her. It was private. I was paying for it. It was very expensive too, but it was just it's such an experience. It's the best. I planned it. You have to book it months in advance. Yeah. Get a spot. And I planned it before we found out she was pregnant. Sure. So then when she was pregnant I had to tell them. So then all of her sushi was different. Apparently, it can't be too fried or something like that or too cooked. I still And she was so bitter (laughs) and irritated that she was just like looking at our rolls. And like, mine's whatever. I bet yours is so good. And I was like, Karen, if you want to eat the fried sushi, then eat it. And she was like looking at her husband being so pissed off. Women in Japan eat sushi the entirety
1: of their pregnancies. Even really raw fish. Yeah, super raw. Listen, I'm not a doctor. Don't listen to me. Pregnant <laughs> women at home, but my doctor said it was fine. Really? Yeah, in small doses. Yeah, small doses. Yeah. Small doses, like don't you don't need to go to like a revolving uh, sushi it's 18 bar. 18 rolls. It's like 18 rolls. You know, low mercury <laughs> and just a little bit. Slowly. She had she had
0: one or two from her husband. Good treated. for her.
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 It's good. Omega 3s. It's fine. But go to a nice place. She's so good. She, I feel like
0: she's she's definitely one of the hardest working people I know. My sister is so hardworking and so amazing. And when she's pregnant and with children, she has her full-time job as an in-house attorney with a side business where she makes clothing for for children. That's hard. And being pregnant,
1: taking care of her kids. I mean, mothers just do it all. I I guess so. Yeah. We'll see. I'll let you know in July. (laughs) I'm going really hands-off the first three months.
0: But I, you know, the truth is, lol. That's really funny. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> no, but the truth is, I think you're right about how women tell other women that it's going to be the best, and even our, my mother.
1: That's okay if you want to say it's great. It's a, but it's the it's the just wait. It's the your asshole's going to rip. It's you're going to. Sh- it's it's all of that that is so unhelpful, and the judgment that is yeah. so deeply unhelpful.
0: Yes, the judgment, especially because not everyone attaches to their child immediately. And I'm sure they feel so much shame if they don't because they hear all the other stories. Oh, my God. I never knew a love like
1: this. I'm like, I'm going to need to get to know the fucker for a few months. You know yeah, what I'm i mean, saying? you like, hardly know the guy the first day. Right. And I'm definitely in a weird headspace where everyone's like, don't you like once it starts moving, you feel so connected. And I'm like, I just feel like I have indigestion. Like, I'm not really there yet. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, I, it's just... Interesting.
0: But yeah. I think it's also the same where people assume that it, as siblings, you're supposed to be obsessed with your nieces and nephews or t- you're supposed to, or as a woman, you're supposed to be obsessed around children. And because I didn't grow up around kids and my dad wasn't around, yeah. I didn't even know how to be around my
1: nieces at first because I just wasn't used to By it. The way, Not all children are fucking little miracles, okay? My sister's kids are, but. Yes, I'm sure many are, but, like, I could also name, like, a bunch of serial killers that were babies at one point in time. So let's not get, Hitler, Adolf, exactly, Osama bin Laden, Jeffrey Dahmer, beautiful little baby boys. Like, let's not get crazy on that. Mm -hmm. They're not all precious joys and miracles. So we (laughs) got to get off that.
0: I would like to say the other day I was I was in the car with some random people I just met and we were going and and one of my friends and then some guys we just met were going to some other party together. Uh-huh. It's the funniest thing. Everyone was saying jokes and I go, I got a joke. And they're like, what? And it was about Hitler. Mm. And I kid you not, the car was silent. I love that and so much. I actually it loved it. My language. It was just me laughing. And I and I loved it because I was like, wow, look at these people respecting the Jews. And I'm like, it's fine, I'm Jewish. And they're like, and one of the guys that wasn't Jewish goes, I mean, it's still, I just feel like it's inappropriate. And I was like,
1: thank, wow. You. Wow. thank you. I mean
0: it was a pretty, it was a pretty should i say the joke
1: yes (laughs) so bad no i'll like it i will
0: i'll green light it one of my foreign friends who's from a different country okay she was having conversation with me and she said how she said that she feels bad for me that i get that i live in america now because in america everyone's so pc and in her country everyone no one's racist because everyone's racist so you can just say all these (laughs) jokes so then everything's open so it's not it's not scary so I was like, "Tell me some Jew jokes." She's like, "No, Violetta, I don't want to. Come on, don't do that. Don't make me. You, you're gonna be mad at me." And I was just like, "No, if you tell me jokes about other races, then tell me a Jew joke, and it'll be fine." Totally. So then, of the course, she told me some other racist jokes. I literally was just like this, and yeah. then I'm like, "Okay, now the Jew joke," and she goes, "This is so bad. It's so bad. Um, why did Hitler kill himself?
1: Why?" Because he saw the gas bill. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Oh my God. I'm totally going to use that
0: later. (laughs) I know. And I was actually surprised. I thought I would be offended. And instead of just like, I I was like, that's so funny.
1: I like two jokes. And
0: I've been saying it ever since, but like, it was actually nice to see other people really not laugh or like they didn't know if they could laugh. I was like, thank you. So, okay.
1: that Solidarity for the anti-Semitism overtaking our country. Love that. But we're allowed to laugh.
0: Yeah, I mean, I thought my dad was going to get pissed off. I said, my dad's very sensitive to a lot of that thing. Yeah. Especially because my dad's very brown-skinned, very Jewish-looking, had a very tough upbringing. Yeah, yeah. Communist Russia is a Jew, especially the way he looks. Oh, yeah. My mom looks more like me. Yeah. So for her, the only hate she was getting is more men that she would date. And they would say things to her like, wait, you're a kike? I would never date a kike. Why wouldn't you tell me? Ew, I can't believe I kissed a kike. But that's as bad as it would get. Versus for my father, it was- we're like real, 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 bullying and yeah. you can't get jobs for being a Jew. I mean, university, it's hard to even get into university. You have to pay extra money
1: to graduate university. Isn't it crazy that people like Jew? don't know that this is a thing? <laughs> it's so like Because,
0: uh, you know, privileged, right? Yeah, yeah. And they're so privileged. Or my grandpa, his father got uh, sent to jail for being a Jew with the business and his yeah. last day got beat up to death by the guards for being a Jew. So like that's my dad's upbringing. So one time as a joke, I, I said the word, kike to my dad he literally almost beat the shit at me yeah he say, and i'm jewish he knows because i'm his daughter right right, and, he, right. And, and i was just so scared to ever say that so when i told that joke
1: to my dad luckily didn't be me he it's laughed. objectively <laughs> a funny joke i mean it's a joke it's not yeah. it's not a reality you kinda know funny. you kind of have to just take that shit with a grain salt actually i was your salt <laughs>
0: A while back, I was having hair shedding and hair thinning issues due to stress and also having hair extensions and, you know, just life, which is why I finally decided to take out my hair extensions, cut my hair myself and then nourish my hair back to life from scratch, but not without the help of Nutrafol, which I added into my daily morning routine. I take Nutrafol supplements every single morning. I take four in the morning and I've been doing that the last six months. It's natural, it's 100% drug-free and I finally have seen not only results in my hair, but I've seen a difference in my lashes, in my eyebrows, and yes, of course, in my hair. Even helped me with sleeping better, which is so random, but also so cool. Nutrafol is a number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve visible thickness and strength. And it's also available in a vegan formula as their newer supplement It's formulated for women ages 18 and up with plant-based lifestyles who are experiencing signs of hair thinning. Nutriful supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning, stress hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, metabolism through a whole body health. I've spoken about it before and it's amazing. And all you have to do is go to Nutrafol.com. You take their hair health wellness quiz. You identify the causes of your thinning hair and then Nutriful will give you a personalized plan for a better hair growth through their whole body health approach. So take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time right now, Nutriful is offering my listeners $10 off of your first month subscription. And free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter my code Skinny Hair. So find out why over four thousand healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. It's Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com using my promo code Skinny Hair. That's Nutrafol.com using promo code Skinny Hair. You're welcome. Oh my God, can I just say, I am obsessed with Urban Outfitters. The best gifts are literally Urban Outfitters gifts. You can find everything for him, for her, for it, for your pets, for everything you want in your life. You can find an Urban Outfitters within your budget. Not sure where to start. You can browse their holiday gift guide and pick out the perfect thing for everyone on your list, excluding for yourself. And while you're shopping, you can even add in the gift that everyone wants, which is the Urban Outfitter gift cards if you're not sure what to get someone. I went on the site to buy stuff for the people I love in my life. And guess what? I ended up buying loads of stuff for myself because it's literally so cheap, feels right, and they have everything, okay? I kid you not. My favorite thing to buy in Urban Outfitters is definitely socks. I've also bought uh, cute Mary Jane shoes on Urban Outfitters is super in right now. I love buying home stuff. All my blankets are for Urban Outfitters and my cat's obsessed with them. I will even post pictures to show how she just falls asleep in these comfortable $20 blankets from Urban Outfitters. I buy everything from there and you should too. And right now you can shop urbanoutfitters.com and receive an additional 10% off when you use my code Violet Ten at checkout, you heard me correct. When you go to UrbanOutfitters.com, you get to receive an additional ten percent off. When you use my code Violet Ten at checkout, you're welcome. I love that my friend actually shared that with me. It made me made me kind of chill out too, because I think I'm so not woke,
1: mm. and
0: having conversations with her or things in general sometimes with weirds me out. Actually sh- shows me that I am. All the, sometimes the things that I kind of make fun of, I'm actually just like that. That mm-hmm. I also think, oh, you shouldn't say that. You shouldn't do that. You know what I mean? So it was mm-hmm. kind of refreshing to talk to someone that was just so open about everything.
1: Yeah, other side of the pendulum in a light way,
0: not in a yeah. way that she means harm.
1: Yeah, not in a problematic way.
0: Okay, so obviously it's amazing that your family raised you in it with the standard that you can just do things your own fucking way. So yeah, pretty much. Can you kind of share how you uh, got
1: started with podcasting? So, I was working as a receptionist at an investment bank. I know it's really exciting stuff. I lied about graduating UCLA. I went to community college for literally one day and then dropped out and worked on like a bunch of different TV shows, that got fired. I was working at Chelsea Lately. No got way. Fired. Yep. Yeah. I was. Matter? Oh, yeah. I worked on Chelsea Lately for like two years, and then I moved to After Lately, which was a show she did on E that was like— everything about her. Yeah, like a scripted office-type mockumentary. Got fired, and I was the worst employee of all time. Like the fact that I even lasted that long was a fucking miracle. So then I got a receptionist gig at an investment bank because, you know, that would be an obvious next step for me. (laughs) And I was so bored because everyone in the office worked New York Times. So, and I had to close the office down. So from, you know, noon to 5 p.m., 6 p.m., the office was totally empty. And ironically, this office was on top of CAA. So it was just like a real cock tease because you're like, CAA is a cool building. I'm signed with CAA now, which is so funny because like when I go in there, I'm like, I know all the FedEx guys because I worked in the- That's so funny. I worked in the building for three years and I got so bored. So I started writing just- Articles and essays, and I sold like one. I think it was to like a lure or something, some online publication. It was about the ha- the Real Housewives. Wait, that's so cool! You could just do, you could just sell articles like that. I mean, For I was back then. I was technically yes, you could. I wow. this was like ten years ago or something. Right. Yeah, this is over ten years ago. So I would write essays. And then I had like a really sad blog, like the saddest of all time that it was private for just me for like a year. It was, like, really sad about growing up in a really happy family. Oh, no. It was sad in a way that it was really dark that I I was was trying. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got you. I'm with you. It was, like, just tragically dark. And, like, like just, thank God. I wasn't doing, like, skincare tutorials or anything like that. Thank God. Never. We don't need another one of those. Nobody needs that. We really don't. But I was just, like, writing funny, weird, like, aggressive essays that are, like, very on par with – my podcast, Bitch Bible, like all the same shit. But I was working in like a highly conventional professional workplace. And I sold one article, whatever you want to call it. And the people at Watch What Happens Live found it and booked me as a bartender. No way! Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> I mean, it's cool when you're earning minimum wage as a receptionist, like bringing people fucking water. No, but holy shit, that's so cool! They For the show, like, it's so hard to be a bartender on the on that show. Well, it wasn't back in the day because they fucking flew my ass out, and I was like, sure. I was like, I'm a writer and a blogger. Meanwhile, I was a receptionist, okay, with like minimal to zero duties. Like, I literally gave people water, and I would walk around with a Bluetooth that wasn't even like plugged into. Anything because I wanted to like appear busy and like professional, so I lied about having food poisoning. I flew to New York. I did watch What Happens Live. Someone in HR, right, <laughs> saw me. Someone who had a TV it's on so live television <laughs> in New York, being like, "Yeah, it's coming out of both ends. Don't get salmon pokey." Like literally lying through my teeth. Then they started doing a little recourse on my computer, my work computer, and saw that I was basically operating a side business out of their office. So. That wasn't great. They asked me to delete it or they were going to fire me. And I basically told them to go fuck themselves. You
0: know what? One thing about you, you're consistent. I mean, you've been fired from everywhere. To-
1: (laughs) everywhere everywhere consistency I always joke actually impressive the most consistent human being you will ever meet in your entire fucking life no it's impressive to be fired from everywhere in your life yes I know it's huge little to no growth or personal (laughs) what an accomplishment I know honestly I will take that to the fucking grave very steadfast very predictable always fired lazy all of You're the consistent things. with that, though. Beyond, beyond everything, really. Yeah. So I basically told them to go fuck themselves. And I was like, I'm going to take this thing the whole way. <laughs> I yeah. had zero source of income. Luckily, when I was in New York, they were starting a the company that produce Watch What Happens Live, was starting a digital department. They were like, hey, we're going to start a podcast network. Would you like to host a podcast for us? That's all really cool. You get
0: that, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. And this was 10 years ago.
0: I'm only getting excited for you, obviously... I've read already about this. So uh, I'm still being enthusiastic hearing from you because, and we'll talk about it later, she's so anti manifesting all that. And she's not even realizing she was channeling in the lucky girl syndrome.
1: Oh, and that's where it was coming you from. You know what? I do have theories about the lucky girl
0: syndrome. That's what you were doing. Cause you're like, I was pretending to be busy. Then I became busy. I was like, oh, I'm just,
1: I'm, I lied that I'm a
0: writer, this and this. Then I actually became the writer. Hello.
1: I mean, a lot of it is just pure deception, but I like that it's been rebranded as lucky girl syndrome. Like, I'm just, down for that. I have never once gone to Staples and bought a fucking cardboard poster and got a glue stick and was like, it's 2023 time for my vision board. Like, I'm oh not- Oh God, do not go in my office. Okay, <laughs> now I would like to see it. I'm not doing like fucking vision boards. I'm just yeah. like- making shit happen. I like to take personal responsibility for things that happen. Right. I don't like to leave it up to
0: the goddamn universe. People get confused by that part. They're like, I don't get it. I've been thinking about wanting to date Harry Styles and it hasn't happened for me. It's like, well, you have to be
1: realistic and you actually have to work towards that type of goal. And I don't like the notion that anything can happen if you put enough work into it. That's a fucking dirty, low-down lie. I actually think it can. Okay, I can't sing... But, like, oh, uh, like, well, uh, again, be realistic. We have to lean into your personal skills. But that's a
0: skill that's different. That's a certain skill that you may not have. I mean, singing is literally yes, you can train your voice, right. but only to a certain point. I want to be in a K pop band.
1: Like, I want to be like, again, okay,
0: but, yeah, but you could be in a way where you're just dancing in the background.
1: It's not going to happen for me. I know, but I'm saying. And not, I, not I enough glue think, sticks, glitter glue, magazine clippings. It's not going to fucking happen. I know that. So we pivot accordingly. I think
0: it's rare. There's obviously not if everyone could do it, then everyone could do, achieve all their dreams. Exactly. But I, do, I, I think it is always inspiring for me to hear stories about other people. But even when it comes to myself, I, everything I do, I always say or not always say. I mean, I've been starting to say it more often. I feel like my mantra this year is that I don't want to be relatable. I want to be inspiring. Oh, that's that's slow. And yeah, because. A lot of things, because I've realized a lot of things about who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. It's not as relatable as I thought it was. Even being foreign, it's not that relatable to a lot of my listeners who are American.
1: Relatability is overrated. I
0: know, but people are so focused on it. Where I'm, I'm so relatable. It's like that girl is literally a billionaire. How are you? How do you think she, you're relating to her? Because she uses the same
1: eye patches as you. Did we learn nothing from Rachel Hollis? Do you know who that person no. is? you don't need to. Nobody does anymore. <laughs> She's been wiped off. The- who is that? I, I only know because this was like. Peak coronavirus. It was this girl who her uh, sh- whole thing about relatability, and then she went on an Instagram live, and she was like, "I don't want to be relatable anymore." Like oh. a woman who cleans my oh, toilet. So okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't want to be relatable. I'm no, no, inspiring. no. But she she <laughs> built a business on appealing to relatability and that notion. And then she did a one fucking 80. And it's like, let's all just be a little more fucking honest.
0: Yeah, no, so exactly. So I don't care to focus on that. I want to be inspiring in a way where I know not everyone could achieve my life, but it takes work. I grew up poor and I'm mm-hmm. foreign, but I managed to achieve where I'm currently sitting in a house that, yes, I manifested, that I say I manifested, because I dreamed about it when I was younger. paid for it with your money
1: that you worked for. I worked, worked hard, hard for, for it, it. Yeah.
0: exactly. So- I know people sit around being like, oh, well, that'll never happen to me or whatever, or I can, at least I can relate to this and this. But anyway, the point is I'm not that relatable in certain ways because not everyone will have my life. But I want to be inspiring in a way that shows that you don't have to have connections. You don't have to even speak English as your first language. Mm -hmm. You you don't have to grow up rich. And you can still achieve your dreams if you're just delusional about it just
1: a little bit. Delusion gets you a long fucking way. And I also like the mantra of the great El Woods. Like, what? Like, it's hard. Like, nothing's really that hard. I like to reframe like that. I like to think that everything can be, you know what I do, which is definitely a defense mechanism. I'm like, well, I could do that, but I just don't feel like it.
0: Oh my gosh, I, I do that too. I did that with up until I finally just decided to start doing it.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. At first I was like, yeah, I mean, I could do it, but I just don't feel like it. I'm like, I could probably learn how to land a plane, but like I just don't feel like it. Today. <laughs> I think about that all the time. It's a dirty low down lie, but it makes yeah. me feel better.
0: You know what's crazy? Huh. You're low-key a manifesting girly, right? You now. think so? Yeah. All you're right. on tie. Now you just became exactly where you are on tie. Really? Yeah. Okay, I'll take it. That's your whole story. I think a lot of times I, I do, also just think I got
1: lucky, like- But you also work towards it. I also have balls the size of fucking Mars. Yeah. So I think that people should be more comfortable asking for what they want. A hundred percent, especially women in the workplace. Please, yeah. A hundred fucking percent.
0: Wait, actually, just want to continue your story. So they- oh. offered you- they were doing digital. Yeah.
1: So they were doing digital and it worked out perfectly because I was like, cool, I'm out of a job. So yes, I will do a podcast, whatever the fuck that meant at the time. I, I had no idea what a podcast was. Nobody had an idea what a podcast was. And honestly, it was amazing because there were no podcasts. You don't understand like Spotify didn't play podcasts. There were no categories at that 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 time. Yes, exactly. So it was like, we're talking 10 years ago, actually 10 years ago. And I was completely unqualified to to do so. I'm like, actually, I think you were exactly the I right. I had nothing to lose. So <laughs> and you were perfect. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. I had nothing to base it off of. I had no uh, roadmap and I had no money and I had no, nothing to lose. I was like, sure, I'll do a podcast. And then... Ooh, I recorded for probably like eight months, so many episodes that they were like, yeah, you know, oh. this isn't the direct. Maybe we tried this. They wanted me to do segments. They were really structuring it like a television show at the time because that's what they knew how to right. do. And there was scripting. There was segments. There was guests there that did not want to be there. They're like, who the fuck's this girl? Like, why am I doing this? This is like a favor to the CEO or whatever. They told me I shouldn't cuss at the beginning because it would alienate listeners and advertisers and I was like yeah but I cuss a lot so I'm going to keep cussing and you can put that little sticker the explicit sticker which was like the biggest deal in the world at the time I launched like 9 years ago and it was really easy to chart at the time cuz there it was just you and another podcast <laughs> it was like <laughs> totally it was like me and Adam you like Carola. guys I'm in the top 10 <laughs> I like swear to god podcast. it was amazing so I was like speaking of delusional I was like I'm on the charts, bitches. They're like, yeah, you got three downloads and there's two other podcasts in the world. Like, of course, you're going to fucking chart. pretty cool, though. So, you know, I leaned into that. I just loved it and I still love it so much. You are
0: honestly a natural. I will say that. I, I don't feel impressed that often by people. Thank you. I feel actually very impressed by you. Thank you. Not that it should mean anything to you as a compliment. but No, I'll take it. Uh,
1: No, it does. I I appreciate (laughs) it. It was difficult at the beginning. Right. And I needed to find my flow because like typically having guests was not my flow. And scripting was not my flow. And segments was not my flow. I really found that no flow is my flow.
0: Having guests is not your flow? No, not really. Really? I can do it. I shine. I shine with solo episodes too.
1: I love solo episodes. I always have during the pandemic when everybody and their gay brother was freaking out because they couldn't get into a studio and they couldn't book guests and yeah. Zoom. And I was like, this is my moment. <laughs> like, I'm like, we've got nothing going on in the world. I could talk about Cheetos for 45 minutes. And I loved screaming into a microphone in the middle of a pandemic every week, like I fucking loved it, and I still love it so much. People are like, you know, I did it for zero dollars for years and years and years, and I loved it, and I would do it for zero dollars moving forward forever because I love it so much.
0: What about the baby?
1: What about him? Is he going to be on it? Is he? How is he going to eat? <laughs> oh well, hopefully, I will still be oh, continue God. to get paid <laughs> if something ever happened and I wasn't because I got you know canceled by pregnant women mm. in Al-Qaeda, that's okay too. I'm very equipped to to deal with that, I love. That.
0: I think it's very hard to cancel people when they're honest about who they are from the beginning. Those are the yes. that are hardest to cancel. It's more, I think, yes. the people who pretend to be someone else and then it comes out that they're just, you know,
1: yeah. have swastikas all over their house. And then it's, it's like, like a, a gotcha you just, moment. It's very yeah. exciting for people to whistleblow. Yeah, I have been atrocious from the jump of my podcast. Yeah. like they're all very consistent. It's not a surprise. I've said everything terrible you could possibly say, I think I've desensitized my audience because they're like, oh, there she goes, like big whoop, like compared to that, it's nothing, you know? And it's, I don't think I'm a genius by any stretch. I think I'm a full functioning moron, but I think if you're able to articulate yourself, your intentions are humor or whatever it is, it's very hard to cancel someone unless they allow you to cancel them.
0: That. Exactly. Like, I refuse. I think it's more So I think one thing the influencers
1: should learn is that.
0: Is that apology- get,
1: get a new gig because it's so annoying.
0: Well, yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's the apology videos that cancels no, them. Yeah, yeah. Their apology videos, they cancel themselves. Once they make that apology video, it's done for them.
1: And you better be yourself all the fucking time. Yeah. That's another hot tip for anybody in any space, in any workplace. You should be yourself all the time. A hundred percent. I agree. It's very liberating. It's, you know, it will alienate the right types of people that do not fuck with you. And then you're never going to get caught. You're never going to get busted. You're never going to get, there's never going to be that moment.
0: It's not just that. I think if you're just sure in yourself that you always figure something out, that's always just how I've been in a hustler in a way where yeah, when you come from that, you just always, you always think of something that I'm not worried. I mean, I've, I've seen Reddit before on, in the past where some men talk shit about me and irritating. Good for them. They're like oh, Who cares? They're strangers. Nine, I give her nine more months before she does OnlyFans. I mean, did you hear she's doing, uh she's doing stand, she's trying to do stand up too. Oh my God, that's going to be awful. Just nine more months and I bet you finally, she'll finally just get. On OnlyFans, take her clothes off. Like, I will, for that, you will never see my tits now just because of that comment. You
1: might see mine. I could go on OnlyFans. I've got a backyard renovation that's costing me a fortune. (laughs) So you could check it out. The thought
0: of just making all those men happy just doesn't sit right with me.
1: Yeah. See, I just see dollar signs there. It's not about them, it's about you.
0: My daddy issues with the thing with needing to prove men differently is okay. for me. I
1: got you. No, that makes sense. That tracks. That's evolved. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's therapy in work.
0: I know. But my dad and I have a good relationship now. We worked on it. That's good. That's one of the reasons I'm able to do this podcast and blah, blah. You have healing. Yeah. Yeah. It was very important for me. That's why it's weird. I mean, honestly, it surprises myself sometimes when I'm so, I wouldn't say calm. I definitely describe myself as intense. I surprise myself where I care so much for other people's feelings and things like that. I'm always like, huh, because
1: it's the opposite of who I wish I could be. Yeah. But you know what? You are who you are. And it's probably a good thing. But I am very
0: outspoken. That's one thing. I think people confuse sometimes when I'm nice in moments mm. where I'm incredibly outspoken and I just say everything I'm thinking. So that's good. It's, but that's very also Eastern European where Americans are very about... Is that is that polite? I'm sorry. Is that okay? And I'm and I'm more like, I don't like how you you're too close to me right now. You're making me uncomfortable. Like I'll just say yeah, exactly I love how that. I feel.
1: It's so freeing.
0: It's a good way to live. It pisses a lot of people off. But you know what? I really don't need
1: that many friends. It's very efficient communication skills, actually. Right? Yeah. To be clear is to be kind, essentially. So that. if you're being clear, what is there anything that's kinder than that? I hate when, when people are like i just feel like it's like just just say it we don't need to quantify and like caveat what you need to say right it's very irritating to me yes
0: even the other day my friend was trying to get dinner with me and she was overly trying to get dinner with me nonstop, like reaching out a dinner lunch whatever and i said hey what's the deal this is the most you've tried to get dinner with me and lunch where you're just pushing it pushing it What's the agenda here? What are you trying to get? Yeah, well, be honest. Right. And she's like, oh my God, V, not everyone's out to get you. Not everyone's out to use you. Blah blah. And I said, that's not what I'm saying at all. I just, I need you to to explain it to me so I can process exactly what you're looking for if I can offer it to you instead of just go through a whole dinner and all that. What's what's going on? What's the deal? Right. Get to the point. And then she's like, well, no, I just want to pick your brain for advice. That's all. It's not a
1: big deal. And I go, yeah, yeah. It's fine. Just say that though. Lead, lead with that. Be like, hey, I've got this thing. I want to ask yeah. you some questions. Can we go to lunch? Yeah. Just be upfront.
0: I hate when people like be. Around the bush, blah, blah blah, and then people get offended if you speak up because you're like, "What's what's going on? What do you, what do you need?" Yeah, they're like, "How dare you?" Well, I mean, yeah, I was gonna ask to borrow fifty thousand dollars, but like, you are so like abrasive
1: <laughs> about that. No, I I can't with people like that. It's not my journey. I don't know how to like. I don't even know how to speak to people like that. What is your journey? <laughs> <laughs> my journey, you know, I always say, because people ask me, like, where do you see yourself in five or 10 years? If I'm doing exactly the same thing in five years, yeah. 10 years, I'll be like super happy.
0: I've never met someone more in my life that was that was meant to be a podcaster more than you. Really? It's honestly crazy. That's so nice. You're such a natural. Thank you. I, I want to skin you and wear you <laughs> and become exactly you. <laughs>
1: I want to be the, I will be the best. (laughs) I love compliments. Yeah. Oh, Mm -hmm. totally. I do. I am a double Leo Scorpio rising. So you're really like giving it to me right now. I really love talking into a microphone. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun. I love it. Love, love, love. Been doing it for free for 32 years, like off the mic. So, you know, it's fun. Yeah.
0: I do love Voicing my opinion, so I think. But I think a lot of people are like. That's why everyone's like, should we?
1: Should we start a podcast? <laughs> and I always try to tell people, it's, it's it's a lot more work than you think. Oh it my is. god, you have you don't even understand how many people are like. I'm thinking of starting a podcast. What's your best advice? I'm like, don't, because like you probably you probably shouldn't. <laughs> I say that all the time. It's most people shouldn't. You know what I mean? It's kind of hard. It's hard because you actually have to put in work
0: in it. No, it's not just the topics or assuming everyone wants to hear it. It's it's, it's about a longevity advertising, thing, networking, all those things. I think it's the content that you produce and
1: the, the your niche, finding your audience, finding your audience, and also like, I mean, this is coming from me, which and I talk about the dumbest shit, so I have to have like a pause moment where I'm like, Jackie, these people are gonna rip you apart for saying this, but whatever. At this
0: point in the game. I think but we it's pivot. more than that. I think people don't understand. It's more than that. Cause the way my brain works, it's since I'm from accounting background mm-hmm. is a very logical analytical way. Love that. So Even watching you, mm-hmm. I feel so creepy. It's the way I've been watching you right now, but even watching you, the way I'm analyzing you,
1: it's uh-huh. you
0: just, the way you are, a, you come off very likable. You're very likable. You're, Can I get like
1: a clip of this? Because nobody's ever fucking said that to me, but I'll take it.
0: You're likable. It makes people want to be your friend. The the way you're speaking is so natural that I can tell that you mean everything you're saying. And you're just speaking freely. And you're also, you're not saying a lot of the word like. And you're not saying a lot of the word um. And you're not correcting yourself. People sometimes don't even realize their speech and how they're speaking. Yeah. And your voice, it's not fried. It's smooth.
1: Mm. The vocal fry. So many things. The vocal fry is, it's real out there in the streets. It's a real, real thing that like, what is that? What do you like? I don't even know how to do do that. I do it as a joke sometimes. I'm trying to do an episode next week because I have to repair my image because I'm like really on the fritz on a lot of different platforms right now. Mm But (laughs) I was going to try to do like a really off-brand episode where I do the vocal fry and then I like go over my morning smoothie and then I like talk about like my skincare and like I answer like listener questions and like I just like hover at a six, like only when I'm really popping off and then the rest of the time I'm just like at a four and I just like go about my day and like give just serve up the most mediocre energy of all time just to like do the thing to like not piss people off. And I've been practicing my vocal fry. It's very difficult. I don't even know how to do that. It's like you have to like, um, like you just have to like, dumb it down a lot, and go low, and then like just like speak like you like hooked on phonics vibes.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Hey,
1: hey, do you guys. know what hooked on phonics is? Uh, yeah, cause I'm foreign. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> oh, no, actually, I do. Okay. Okay. thank you. You're welcome.
1: <laughs> yeah, you have to just like you never like want to in. Fluctuate too much, or yeah. like you just like keep it like really chill and like vibey. It's like the cool girl vibe. What is the cool girl? I don't know. Are you a cool girl? I don't know. Probably not. I don't think so. What even is the definition of cool girls? Is just a girl that I think <sighs> when I think I of think a cool everyone girl, has personal definitions. It's Emerita. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> she's cool. <laughs> what I think. <laughs> Someone who thinks they're the cool girl. For sure. For sure. I think now, I think it changes all the time. I think the current, like, cool girl is definitely you. Yeah. For sure. I think the cool girl is, like, like, just, like, cuts, like, bangs and is, like, wears, like, fucking low-rise, like, vintage Levi's and, like, doesn't really care, but is, like, also super woke and, like... Just effortless and, like, loves chicken wings, but, like, doesn't love chicken wings. Just, like, someone who's, like, very unbothered. Yeah. I don't personally find that to be cool. I like psychopaths. Mm. I love big personalities. That's cool. Like, if I saw two fucking girls in the line at the bathroom— and I saw one girl in, like, uh you know, a mesh halter top that she got off Melrose at the trading post. And then she's wearing, like, vintage, like, Levi's and, like, a boot with, like, a fringe bang and a side fucking bag. Mm. And then I saw one girl tweaking out of her mind with hair extensions, like, one rogue hair extension, like, down to her ankles, like, crying in the bathroom, like, with a goddamn – triple vodka soda calling her boyfriend her ex-boyfriend telling him that he's you know a fucking piece of shit that's my cool girl yeah i'm i want to hang out with that girl that's because she gives you a relatable vibes i like unhinged i like people that are all caps me that's too. i'm so drawn to people that are themselves me too and that are not altering the version of themselves to be cool, or like trying to fit into some pre-existing mold that society and the internet has deemed cool and relatable, and you know whatever adjective yeah. you want to fill in there. I like people that are a little like as long as people are being themselves. Yeah, I'm so fucking into that. Sometimes I go to this these
0: dinners in LA, and they're very because a lot of my friends, not a lot. Yeah, I guess all of my friends are models. Oh, okay. <laughs> well. Yeah Wow <laughs> Same well, I, well I'm kind of just friends With everyone That's really my vibe I don't like nice. I don't like to be part of a clique Yeah if it bothers me So I yeah. like to just be friends With everyone I think yeah. cliques They get too clicky And they'll talk shit about each other And I just never cared about Shit talking I just I To me it's so boring
1: You shouldn't talk shit About people that you love Like I like talking shit About strangers Or people that are so removed from me But like You should never be In a relationship Like with anybody Platonically Yeah That you're talking shit about Like then just don't hang out with them. 100%. But a lot
0: of people are like that. But my parents, my parents always had so many rules Mm. Russians. They just teach me so much. And one of the rules was never talk to anyone else about anyone. Only tell me. My mother used to tell me this. Uh So when I talk shit is only to my mother because she said that no one else can hold it against you. That's smart. So secrets are about my life. I do that shit, with my husband.
1: my mom. Exactly. Yeah. It's your bestie. Totally. And he doesn't, he glazes. He's not even listening to me. <laughs> That's exactly. That's what it's like to have a partner. <laughs> totally. He's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'm like, what? And he's just playing his fucking backgammon on the phone. And I'm like, this is working out perfectly.
0: It's like those me. TikToks. Am I worried that my husband's going to cheat on me? He's not, he doesn't even listen to me. How he you going to
1: listen to someone else? Yeah, I dare him. I dare my husband. I would love that. It would give me a field day. Yeah. I dare him. <laughs> Had ruined his life. Oh, yeah.
0: So I did, did this dinner uh-huh. and I was so excited to go to it. And I'm sitting there, and all these model girls are showing up like smaller and smaller items on their bodies. Right. I thought it was just revealing. Yeah. But I was literally a nun compared right. to them, which was, but it makes sense. All the girls that I'm around, their bodies, they're way slimmer than me. And I've said this before in my podcast, people are surprised because I'm not saying I'm heavy or anything, but I am the heaviest compared to all my friends, all all the girls I know in LA. They're all very petite. So they're very small, very petite. And we're sitting there and I kid you not, everyone's just- no one's talking to each other. It was, I was just sitting there trying to watch, and I, it was so hard not to laugh. I was kind of laughing. Yeah. Because I d- do just like to do my own thing. I'm yeah. very comfortable in my skin now. I'm in my 30s. Yeah. I think it's time for me to just do whatever the fuck I want, which is kind of how I, I function in life. Mm-hmm. So I just was laughing because everyone was just sitting there, barely could move because they would move, and their tit would pop out. Mm-hmm. No one's eating anything. And and the when the guy finally started to order, they were like, okay, can I have— Can I have a salad? But then the no tomatoes, no almonds, no this, no that. The dressing on the side. I'm thinking, so lettuce. Yeah, you just- You want want
1: lettuce. Like a rabbit.
0: So it was just the food. It was all these things. And then everyone, the whole time, taking the pictures, the selfies. The selfie, selfie. Can you take a picture of us? Yeah, of course. Selfie, then, hey. And then just silent. And it was just, we're just sitting. And it was the boys that invited us. And I'm thinking like, in what world did you just make me- I I had such a hard- Fucking week. Yeah. I was so excited to finally go out. And this is what you invited me to where I just have to sit in silent. It took me an hour to do my makeup. It took me forever to squeeze into the stupid I'm so uncomfortable in my clothes. I hate what I'm wearing.
1: And you're having a terrible time. And I'm
0: just sitting there quiet in silence. That is my
1: nightmare. I, yeah, so. That's my actual, that's my living hellhole of a nightmare. No, I, I got I would be up, like
0: I start walking around. I start talking to people. Yeah. Like, communicating.
1: Because I was just going to kill myself. A hundred percent. That sounds objectively terrible. I yeah. have a no phones at dinner rule. I'm like that too. I never, I find it to be, first of all, I would be bullied. My friends would rip my ass apart. If I even was like, hey, can you take this quick TikTok of me? Like TikTok. they would, they would die. They would yeah. be like, you are a fucking loser. And I like that. I respect that energy. You yeah. Know? Most of my friends don't even have Instagram. Really? Mm-mm.
0: How do you talk to them? <laughs>
1: Just through carrier pigeon telekinesis. (laughs) No, like none of them do. And they're all very mortified by me. Which is I love. It makes me so happy.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I I'm definitely like that with my phone. I I mean I only use my phone for work. Yeah. Like I log on to post on my seventy-five accounts. Yes. All day, every single day. It's yes. insane. I don't know how I've gotten so used to just doing that. Because people get surprised that I run all my own accounts. Yeah. So I just do all that, but it's a habit. But then I log out because I'm not trying to well, listen. Feel bad about myself. When it's when it's paying
1: bills, it's different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, like if, if you put a halter top on for your 300, you know, followers and you th- you really got to capture that fiery hot content while you're at a group dinner. Like dim the lights. Yeah, but also sometimes if you want to feel pretty about yourself, I completely understand. I'm down for that. I, like I actually a hate that I never
0: take pictures. I'm so yeah. bad at taking pictures.
1: I'm entering my slutty pregnancy era. Mm. Um so get ready for that. I can dress you. I'm going to get re- like, this is my moment. It's all happening. I'm about to really get slutty. I can't I'm
0: wait. thinking, I'm imagining, you know, those, those special underwear where
1: it's, uh, there's a hole in the, in the, oh, for your vulva. For your cro- yeah. Mm. Have you thought of that? It depends where the podcasting industry takes me in the next mm. six months, but I'm not opposed to anything. I'm thinking Rihanna. I'm going pregnancy oh. Rihanna. Yeah. Like, you're one of those lucky pregnant people, like I said, where you're just skinny little
0: legs and then you have a little belly.
1: It's kind of still cute now. I'm about to just really crop tops, little bike shorts. No, PCs. you're so hot.
0: It's so frustrating when I see other women just living a better life. <laughs>
1: You're doing just fine. <laughs> oh, God, I hate it. You're hate doing here. just fine. And I really want you to teach me how to do the freckles. Oh, my gosh. I'm upset. Obsa- I, I, like, what? how do people, I don't know how to do this shit.
0: First of all, I have no idea how to do makeup. I'm very bad at it. And normally I don't wear makeup. Uh-huh. And which I tried to post and complain. Ugh, I don't wear makeup. I'm, I'm so frustrated because makeup doesn't look good on me. And people got mad at me. They're like, oh, that's so pick me. I'm like, for fuck's sake, can I just be honest about something? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've learned. That my type of makeup is more I, not contouring, but it's no clean, makeup, makeup, no makeup, makeup, clean girl makeup or oh, whatever. So okay. I've been trying to learn how to do that. Okay, I recently saw someone having freckles. I bought the thing for the freckles. I haven't watched a tutorial though on how to do it. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm doing it right. No, I'm looking. It looks good. I think you're lying. No, Which no, no. Is fine. No, when I don't you, think when I you came
1: to the door, I was a little nervous and I was like, we just met, but I feel like she, that's not, I feel like something happened. It looked like yeah. it, something exploded. Like you were doing <laughs> your makeup and you got home from a flight and like your contour burst on your face, but now it's set.
0: No, up. I've been like really into it and, and yeah. It's absorbed
1: in the skin. Well, that's what you're yeah.
0: supposed to do. Apparently you put it on, I think. Let Actually, I haven't watched sit. it. You let it sit. So okay. you saw me where I let it sit. And then when you put your blush on or whatever- I think it kind of blends it. Earlier, I had a different, another interview. Okay. I think I did it very well earlier, but right now I'm in my fake freckle phase. Love that. I'm just sticking to it. I'm in my slutty pregnant era.
1: You're in your fake freckle era. I just
0: learned how to do it. I mean, I'm so excited to, to actually use makeup. Yeah. I wanted to feel pretty because without makeup, I, look, I literally look like I'm 19, and I it doesn't make me feel sexy. I would think that would be a good thing. I know. Again, not relatable. I just <laughs> – I don't want
1: to be relatable. Fuck it. I want some of that 19-year-old makeup. Thank God I got injected the day before I found out I was pregnant. Oh, thank God. Thank God. I mean, my baby's probably going to come out with, like, fucking – with, like – you know, an eyebrow lift and a glazed forehead, but that's not my problem.
0: No, but I think that's another thing that people don't understand. And I was thinking of mentioning that in general, in my podcast is mm-hmm. that when you see people like Haley Bieber, who put two little ounces of concealer, mm-hmm. she's like, that's it. And everyone's making jokes that- That was so
1: funny. Yeah. It
0: was so funny, but I felt like I could relate to her, but yeah. I know why. And this is the thing that no one tells anyone, uh-huh. is that- We've all, at this point, have done Botox and fillers in certain areas. So we're actually, our faces are, in a way, pre-makeup. Sure. The reason, I I started doing Botox for the first time in my life last year,
1: finally. Nice. Welcome.
0: Thank you. Mm -hmm. Baby Botox. Yeah. But I just recently did it my third time, maybe a month ago, less than a month ago. And I don't know, maybe it's fake confidence. I don't know if it actually did something to my face, but I do feel- like, I'm able to look better without makeup
1: in a weird way. Because it gives of that. you a really nice, snappy glaze.
0: Right. I feel like I lifted my eyebrows in a weird it does. way. And I get filler, but only in my chin and my jaw. Oh, see, I once haven't a done year. the filler thing yet, but I'm looking to get into
1: it. I'm ready for it. Well, I can't, but I'm ready for it.
0: So I only get filler, my jaw once a year, and Mm -hmm. my chin. Okay. I'm really weird about that. I even had lipo on my chin before. That's like, oh,
1: I wanted to get that. But then I got pregnant and stopped drinking and it went away. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, got it. Cool. (laughs) Too many martinis. That's what happened there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I feel like, I don't know if it's false confidence or what it is, but to me, it feels that that's one of the reasons I feel like I look good without makeup or I don't really need makeup or haven't gotten used to wearing makeup. Because you've made investments elsewhere. Exactly. So I think that's what people don't understand when they see someone like me or even someone as big as Hailey Bieber and those other girls where they're not wearing makeup and you're like, you have no pores or this and that. That's because they do a lot
1: of skincare or they have fillers and they have Lasers, fucking placenta, vampire blood, all the things. I feel like two, three years ago,
0: I wasn't as confident when I would be without makeup. I literally... Uh, maybe also because under eye, black circles are just mm. in trend now. So it's just, I can do that. Right. But I genuinely think that's why. So I think people don't realize that. That's why a lot of us, I think, are able to not wear makeup. And it's because we have the permanent make. I mean, my eyebrows are microbladed.
1: Oh, they look good.
0: Right. So all I have to do is brush them. So again, what? it's technically makeup.
1: Maybe you do like a, like, a, like a precursor. Yeah. So I'm just saying. Or you can just... Not. I'm
0: just saying. I'm so fucking fake, okay? I'm fake, okay?
1: <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't. So what's the worst advice you've ever gotten? Um, the worst advice I've ever gotten? God, so almost... Every piece of advice. My best advice is uh, be yourself. don't listen to other people's fucking advice. Mm-hmm. I, I really am not susceptible to advice. I try to only listen to myself and people who really, 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 really know what they're talking about. Yeah, And then everything else I just completely glaze to. Like so I, what's the worst advice than you've ever gotten? God, there's been so many. I mean, it's specifically with my podcast, like don't cuss, don't say this because it will alienate people. That's too turbo. You shouldn't. Uh, You know, like, all anything that's diluting a personality, like, I'm really anti that. I think that's ridiculous. People don't really give me much advice because I'm very, very openly, like, don't fucking, (laughs) don't, don't. I, you know, I just don't think anyone should take advice from people that they wouldn't switch places with. Period. People are too comfortable and emboldened for their hot takes. And I always, like, pause and I'm like, hmm, does this person love me more than I love me? Do they care That's about possible. me more than I care about me? Probably not. And unless they are a extremely credible professional expert on the topic at hand, I typically don't fucking listen. My best advice is just not to listen to other people's advice. Yeah. I just find it to be counterproductive.
0: Well, a lot of times people are projecting. So when they're giving you advice, they're, they just learned something new today or they feel like if they were doing that, that they would do this way and so on. So a lot of times it's really not even about you. They no. know better.
1: No, it's kind of like self-indulgent a lot of times. People right. really love to think that they're, they know the best or they're an yeah. expert or they're in it. All the best decisions I've ever made in my entire life is because I did not listen to people's advice. I did the opposite.
0: Me too. So That's do the opposite. I do. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Totally. That's always been me. I do, then uh, I think. Yeah. I've always been in dangerous situations because of that. Because I do, and then I'm like, ah, should I have gone in the car with a bunch of strange people right now? That's That was a mistake.
1: Live and learn, as Alanis Every Morissette time. once said. But yeah, I try not to get too in the sticks with that stuff.
0: What's the best advice that you wanted to get that you've gotten in your 30s? The
1: best advice… You are in your 30s, right? Yeah, I'm going to be. I'm 32. Oh, thank God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what? Can I'm you 19. imagine? No, I wish. And I totally don't wish. I think getting older is like the coolest thing of all time. Like, I was always someone that wanted to be older, lied about being older, look forward to getting older, I feel older, feel like a geriatric woman, like trapped in my body. So I'm like so excited to get older. I think the best advice that I've learned just in life is that everything is temporary. Everything is fucking temporary. Said it like seven times on the podcast. I'm sorry. It's a personal thing I'm trying to work on. It's okay.
0: You just don't like who I'm as a person. It's not a big deal. It's
1: fine. It's a personal attack on you um, and your communication (laughs) skills. I Yeah, everything is temporary. So I love that. You know, things seem like the the biggest biggest deal in the entire world. Everything has a beginning and a middle and an end. So ride the wave, sweet cheeks. And also read the temperature of a room. Like I'm someone who really lives with like a perspective thing. And when I'm like, I, I don't really get that way anymore. Like I don't do doomsday. It's not effective for me. Doomsday is in the way to run everyone else's day? Definitely not that. But like if I'm going through something that is difficult, I like to – kind of take pause and remove myself from the situation and be like okay i'm like that too like this sucks but there are so many other worse things so stop being a little pussy ass bitch and let's keep it fucking moving not finishing your nice skincare routine
0: oh so imagine
1: the trauma (laughs) the trauma everything is temporary (laughs) yeah you tomorrow you'll do it keep it moving yeah keep it fucking moving
0: that's good. I yeah. like that a lot. I like that a lot. And also read the room where I like that advice where no one's ever thinking about you. Yeah. Get, no it, one's thinking about you as much as you think they're thinking about you. And you could get hit by a bus.
1: Literally. Like you could get hit by a bus today, tomorrow, the next day. So if you have the opportunity to like, you know, get your shit together and have a nice day, just like try to do that. Yeah. That's important.
0: If you want to suck dick, like go do it. Just do it. Hit by a bus tomorrow. Tomorrow. In an hour. 20 minutes. That shit happens. Let's go. Wow. The fact that we just didn't get to any of the questions because it's so easy to talk to you, it's so funny. Oh. Yeah. I need to stop giving you compliments. You're such a Leo.
1: I know. It's uh, it's terrible. I think
0: we should go. Compliments for me. Go ahead.
1: Okay. I think, first of all, I'm very proud of you. You have a beautiful home. What an accomplished oh. young woman who's overcome many obstacles <laughs> seemingly. She, oh God, she's going to start fucking crying.
0: <laughs> How Oprah did you know? I just love
1: compliments. It's so crazy. I just need that validation that my dad didn't give me growing up. Exactly. How did you know? I could sense that you weren't hugged as a child and now I'm giving you hugs. Yeah, giving you all hug. the strokes. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. But what about my looks? Flawless. Your eyebrows are perfection. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful cheekbones. Love the, uh, the gorgeous non-yellow undertone blonde to beautiful blonde.
0: I didn't brush my hair this morning. I like that.
1: Thank you. I didn't either. Half of this isn't even mm-hmm. mine. Well, I you were mine. just playing tennis or something? No, Pilates. Oh, but there so is. <laughs> but it, we have a tennis theme happening. <laughs> I hate Sam over here. Since you say everything you've ever think,
0: what would you say one of your most embarrassing uh, life experiences or college experience? Do you have some hilarious story of uh, where you shouldn't have said what you said?
1: It's not great. Like I definitely, I have self-diagnosed Tourette's, like I said earlier. I, I've had a, a few all-class moments. Most recently, right before COVID, I did a podcast tour. And I went and I did not do any preparation. And I was just freeballing on that stage. And I started like getting in my rhythm. And I was like, I'm fucking crushing this. And I had a bunch of girlfriends that flew in uh, to surprise me and see my show in San Francisco. And I started talking about a, v- I was doing the 10 commandments. And I started – I thought that was genius at the time. It's a little embarrassing, but whatever. And one of them was if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, you're a cunt. LOL. That's
0: funny. I need to
1: it's stop true. doing that. I need to stop saying LOL. And so I kind of like, like it. Thick. It's kind of funny. I'm into it. And I – um. I started, like, going on this tangent. And I'm like, you know, if this happened... Th- and then I gave a very specific example about one of the girls in the audience who <laughs> was a friend of mine. And she got up in the middle of the fucking performance. Performance. Like, I'm, like, Beyonce. She got up in the middle of the show and fucking left for, like, 25 minutes and came back hysterically crying. And I, like, ruined her life, even though I wasn't really directly talking so her. so dramatic. By the way, I was really apologetic at the time. Now I'm like, mm- Hindsight being twenty twenty, the whole show about herself, one hundred percent, and also, but you know, hindsight being twenty twenty, not sorry anymore because it was ridiculous. It was like a one off bullshit. Like I, she didn't speak to me. We we still don't speak, Crilly. So, like shit like that isn't. You want to give her a shout out? I'm
0: kidding. What's up, girl.
1: <laughs> Love you. Stuff like that typically gets me in trouble or just jokes that don't land. Like Hitler jokes. Like Hitler jokes. I have this terrible disease where, especially during COVID, it really like level 10 peaked where I would find myself just narrating things like in public and I do it all the time. And it is so (laughs) embarrassing. And I will have friends that will like see me at the market and I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool. No, you can cut. That's fine. Like just go right ahead. Oh my God. that's (laughs) And I say it out loud and I don't realize that I'm doing that, but it's, it's a terrible, terrible thing to do. And I do it constantly. constantly. Yeah. I have this
0: thing where I like to dance in the supermarket. Really? If I listen to music, I like to just, you just start like, like a I runway like to skip i start skipping or i just kind of when no one's if no one's in my aisle i'm like oh oh my god just give, for fun give the and people just, what they want and then i just walk around just smile at everyone <laughs> that's oh. lovely yeah it's better than like oh, how going i die i hate that i'm so over i never even realized i was such a positive person it's sickening honestly just hang out with me you'll yeah you'll i hope yeah <laughs> i know yeah i think it's because i grew up with certain people around me that were very negative. So it made me, so you had to, me to become more positive. Right. You needed to like even out the playing field. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so do you have any funny,
1: embarrassing experiences with boys in college or anything like that? I mean, all of them were pretty fucking embarrassing. I was really on the forefront of like catfish energy. So I loved trying to make boyfriends, ex-boyfriends jealous by recruiting primarily homosexual men to take photos with me and then soft tag on like Facebook or MySpace. That's so funny. So that was a really big thing for me. Super embarrassing. I would also, I remember there was this one guy that I was really into that went to San Diego and just to like put my feelers out, I was like headed to San Diego this weekend, like sw- winky face, like on my Facebook Feed just to see if he'd be like, no way. I go, like, I live out here. Like, call me. We should hang yeah. out. So I do a lot of those types of things. And just, I, I'm really mortified by my behavior mid-2000s. I'd say 2006 to 2009 were really dark years for me on the internet because yeah. I was really just trying to finagle shit. But wait, did it work for you?
0: Sometimes. Because I used to do this thing where I would send myself flowers when I wasn't- Oh, like Cher Horowitz. Where I was in the beginning of talking stages with a guy. I don't know what it was. It, it was going well. But yeah. I just, instead of just saying what I wanted, I would yeah. send myself flowers mm-hmm. pretending it was from someone else. No, that's would be like, wow, I love it. Every time it did not work out for me because the guy's- thought I had too many guys that I was talking to and they stopped talking to me. And every time I didn't learn my lesson, I said, well, maybe this time it will work out where I just forget. Yeah. And every time they
1: just start, start talking to someone else. I, I was like, I hmm. love that. I, we've, if I we've will still do it. Nothing from Clueless. I mean, it can work. I think recruiting homosexuals as mm. fake boyfriends is still a pretty genius move.
0: Okay, I like that. So you, then you do like, I would do- Do I put up like an ad looking for homosexual maybe men to you take just, photos with
1: yeah probably you need someone that doesn't read super homosexual so you might need to you know you need to source that people are gonna have a field day of oh, place <laughs> um yeah you got to be careful with that but and it has to be very discreet it can't be obvious it's almost like you have to have someone else post it and then you repost it right that's the OG it's yeah. soft tag. Okay, I do. You have like a cousin on Facebook. That's what I would do. I would have a cousin on Facebook upload it and then tag me in it. And they would always be like kind of blurry and we'd be like whispering. My leg would be like over someone. And meanwhile, he just wants a pee pee in his butthole. But no, I knew that. I do this
0: thing, another thing that's actually so embarrassing. When things are not going well with the guy, right? I do this thing where I re- i am at home, mm-hmm. irritated with life, or in general, I'm just—I'm just tired. Sure. I will repost an old video or picture of me. Let's say it has to be old oh. enough for people forget. Totally, a year prior. Yeah. And it looks like I'm going out, and I've even reposted like videos where I'm like, and I write date nights. <laughs> By the way, it's it's, that's amazing. No, and everybody does believe, that. No, so many people don't do it, and I'm like, "Hello, get on the train." No, they're lying
1: about it. Everybody, oh, would
0: they're lying in. about it. That makes yes. me feel so much better. They're dirty, low down liars. People do that shit all the time. Old, old pictures and it's videos of their regurgitation out. Sure, that makes me feel better. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so I do that also. But I, I have learned. I have been told that if I just communicate it and if I were honest, that could also work out for me. Oh, that's so not fun though. So, so boring. <laughs> <laughs> so then how did you meet your current partner? Husband.
1: Um, was he, he one of the homosexual guys and then turned out he wasn't? <laughs> I wish. That would be amazing. That'd be the best story ever. No, I met him at a bar. My best childhood friend who I've known since I was four – Dan Kramer. Hello. He went to college with Andrew, and we were at a bar, and he was there, and he was like, do you want me to introduce you to this guy, Andrew? And I was like, duh. And then we met, and we went on a date, like, three days later, and then we've been together ever since. We were, like, boyfriend, girlfriend in, like, three days. No way. Oh, yeah. How long ago was that? We have been together. I should call him and ask because I'm so bad with this. I think, like, 11 and a half, like, 11 years, maybe? 11 what? Years. Yeah. Over 11 years, actually. Are you guys similar in age? He's a little older than me, but not. He's like three, four years
0: older than me. Not that it matters, but what's the sign? Um, he's an Aquarius. Okay, that's really compatible with you. You know that's your opposite sign. Yes. Oh,
1: and boy, boy is he. Mm-hmm. Is he super calm? Uh, as calm as like comatose calm yeah he's so cool calm and collected that i do fantasize about him snapping one day because i'm like there's no fucking way this guy is he's just probably
0: so scary when he snaps if he one day he snaps he's probably be mortifying
1: totally yeah he he really doesn't have it in him he's very just very centered and grounded and calm. It's
0: very Aquarius. Really weird. My sister's husband's also an Aquarius and she's a fire sign. Mm-hmm.
1: And
0: they just make sense because he's so calm and she's the one that's always
1: so fiery. Yeah. And when I start getting like real fucking cuckoo, he just starts laughing and then it's so <laughs> diffusive because that's so true. I'm like, why are you laughing? And then I start laughing because I'm like, wow, I'm real a real psychopath. That's cute. Yeah. I
0: think the best way to diffuse any argument or fight, if someone's upset, it's either laughing or, or say something like, are we about to kiss? Yeah, it's and, I mean, totally. You and say that, like,
1: what? Like what? It's, uh, yeah. it's genius actually, because you, I can get into these vortexes where then I just start like the adrenaline starts going and I'm really on one and I'm articulating myself appropriately. And now I'm making it about something it's totally not about. And he's just like. Jesus Christ, you're just really. And he'll just start laughing. And then we're so far removed from where, where we started that it that's is so good. Yeah. Actually very funny. Yeah. Wow, that's
0: awesome. It's nice. And now is this your first child? Yeah. Amazing. First one. It's crazy. Weird shit. Are you gonna when you give birth, do you think you're the first week you're gonna take a picture in your bathing suit and hold your baby for you sure? Have, yeah,
1: yeah. I'm gonna have glam in the <laughs> hospital yeah. and I'm gonna make sure I pack my ring light and bring a professional photographer. You
0: should though take pictures. That's one thing my sister regrets. I she will didn't. take
1: pictures, I will not have a fucking photographer. Obviously, that's
0: so people, people, weird. I could give you a look. I would be annoyed because I want space, but when my sister was giving birth to her first child, I brought a disposable camera yeah. and my phone mm-hmm. and I wanted to surprise her and take pictures. Yes. My sister was so against it. My sister, her water wouldn't break. So she was stressing out. Ooh, yeah. I walked in to be like, I'm going to take a picture of you. She's like, See? get the fuck out! And the minute she yelled at me, water broke. So first of all, you're welcome. 100%. Months later, she goes, hey, um you have any pictures of me by any chance? And I was like, in what world? Like, do you know how scary you were that day? Are you oh joking? You know. literally told me to get the fuck out. Yeah. From the room. Are you joking? So no, Karen, I have no pictures of you. I have this one from a distance before
1: you're about to or you're like at hiding me. behind the corner. Like, please. And she's like, me. Oh man, I wish I had more pictures. Yeah. I will. Yeah. I would like to, because all the pictures I've seen of my girlfriends who have given birth, they look like fucking glowing supermodels. I'm like, this is like the hottest photo of you I've ever seen in my life. They look like they just, because they're dewy and they're sweaty and they just accomplished this feat. And I don't know. Yeah. I'll try to snap a few. I'll send them to you. Maybe take it from here. Yeah, down, under. Yeah.
0: So it's Just like you can could really
1: see your face and like everything else happening. For my hard OnlyFans launch <laughs> to pay for my night nurse. Yeah. Yeah. that That's going to be a good niche for you. Listen, th- night nurses are very expensive. So I'm going to have to get creative here.
0: I'm thinking of an OnlyFans niche where it's for feet pics, but mm. – I have such ugly feed that I post them, people pay me to take it off.
1: That's smart. Yeah. Now you're that's what I'm thinking. You're of differentiating the marketplace. I stand out. I like that. Okay, yeah. that's a really, really good idea. I gotta figure out what mine's gonna be. I think I'd be really I think people would pay you to remove the pictures of the giving birth part. That's a good one. I also think that I could be, I could have a real skill set in like dominatrix like verbal assault, like dudes who just wanna be fucking torn apart. I mean, I do that for free. I know that's the thing. I do too, but I would like to start like capitalizing off of it.
0: Some women literally. Well, now, I, God forbid, I can say the word literally because she doesn't <laughs> like it, and if she. Doesn't I like do. It, I say it. I'm just trying. To, I'm trying
1: to scale back.
0: Well, literally,
1: literally, these
0: women literally. They just are mean to men, or there's there's men who get joy from giving money to women. So these women saying, "Where the I need money right now for this and this. I'm like, yes, anything you need. And that's their, what turns their fetish or whatever. They, they
1: need to start an Instagram called mommy issues.
0: Yeah. Because that's there what, is one. Oh, there is. Yeah. I think I've my finger
1: it. is so on the pulse. It's unbelievable. I'm So I'm so with it. It hurts. But yeah, yeah that's what that you are. About. So with it. So fucking with it. It's crazy.
0: <laughs> okay. So before I guess we're going to wrap it up mm-hmm. and I didn't actually get to any of the questions because we had the best conversation ever. Flow, baby. What can you add that will inspire my audience tremendously? This one advice that they will never be the same again. No pressure.
1: <laughs> Listen to the Bitch Bible podcast.
0: Yeah, that will be life changing. <laughs> Unsubscribe to mine and just subscribe to hers because she's it so will much better.
1: Change your life. Oh, God. I have. Absolutely nothing to inspire or contribute to anyone listening at home. Listen to your heart. Dance like no one's watching. Love like you've never been hurt. And a smooth sea never made for a skillful sailor. And if you don't go forward, you're going backwards. Oh yes. And the rear view mirror is smaller than the windshield for a reason. You're welcome. Which one's the windshield? The the front, the front window. <laughs> Because you're looking forward, not back. Right. I love that. Let that penetrate your labia, ladies. Mm, I love
0: that. Thank you. That's That was really inspiring. Well, I was actually gonna start crying, but I'm so
1: dehydrated. Good. Lock um, it up. Yeah, <laughs> lock that shit up. Okay, well, where can people find you? I'm on the precipice of being deleted from Instagram for the fourth time, humble brag. So if I'm still on Instagram, I'm at Jackie Schimmel. You should listen to the Bitch Bible podcast because it's great.
0: Okay, well, you guys don't forget to check our podcast. Subscribe if you're not already. Check me out on her podcast as well and follow her on instagram if it's not deleted thank Mm -hmm. you so much for coming on have a beautiful day bye goodbye